Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ask Marco on the Passive Real Estate Investing Show. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli. Thank you for joining me. And if you are a new listener to the show, remember to subscribe. It only takes you about three seconds to click that subscribe link or button, and you will never miss an episode. We put one out about once a week, sometimes twice, but on average, it's once a week. And we cover a different topic, and sometimes we have a guest from every subject matter you can think of, from mindset to real estate investing to wealth management to asset protection to whatever it may be. So join our family of real estate investors and do that by subscribing to the show. Well, I wanted to do an Ask Marco episode. I haven't done one in a little while. And I went to uh, my folder where I get emails that come in from the website on the Ask Marco forum. And one of the ones that came in just recently here was one that I used to get fairly often. I haven't seen it in a while, which is surprising given how much property values have increased over the last three to four years. And the question is basically this, should I invest in a cheap property? Interesting question. So the question came in from, I believe it's Yair. I'm not sure if I'm mispronouncing your name, Y-A-I-R. And Yair writes in and says, hi, I'm a 22-year-old looking to invest. And you said at the end of your podcast that you're happy to help. Of course, we're all happy to help here. I currently have around $60,000 and I'm hoping to buy and then rent a property out. I have looked into Jacksonville and maybe North Carolina. If I could have a call or a conversation with one of your team members, that'd be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. So yeah, I've already emailed you back and connected you with my operations manager so she can connect you with one of our available investment counselors and you can have a conversation and then they'll help point you in the right direction. And we'll just answer whatever questions you have. And if it's something we can help you with, we will definitely let you know. Let's answer this question. Should I invest in a cheap property? Well, the first thing we need to do is define what we mean by cheap, because cheap can mean different things to different people. The thing we don't want to do is confuse cheap by absolute price. And the reason I say that is this. Cheap depends on where you're looking. It is relative to the market, and it's also relative to the neighborhoods. So for example, if you were looking for a cheap, quote unquote, property in the San Francisco Bay Area, that might be a six, seven, or $800,000 property. Whereas if you go to, let's say, Memphis, Tennessee, or let's say Indianapolis, Indiana, something that we will define as cheap might be a, an $80,000, $100,000 property. So it really depends on the market and more specifically the neighborhood. You see, every market has a price range. There's the low end and the high end. So if you look at all the properties in any given market, you will see properties that start at a certain price and top out at a certain price. And if you really just cut the top 10% off of that range and the bottom 10% off of that range, what you're left with is essentially the effective price range for a market. So in a market, this is a hypothetical example, but we could look at Memphis, Tennessee or Indianapolis or Kansas City or something like that. You might see that properties, generally speaking, will start in the $80,000, $90,000, $100,000 range on the low end and will certainly go up to the multi-$100,000 price range on the high end. There will be million-dollar properties in certain neighborhoods, but effectively speaking, you're looking at properties that will range from about one hundred dollars to, let's say, $200,000, $250,000. 
there's going to be properties that are below that and above that. So if you look at a bell curve, you just cut the, the bottom 10 and, and the top 10% of those properties off. And that's really the bulk of the real estate in that market. And then the center of that bell curve is going to be your median priced home. So it's relative to the market, but it's also now relative to the neighborhoods because you're not necessarily going to be investing in a high-end neighborhood, like an A, A-plus neighborhood, more premium type properties where the numbers don't make sense all that much. Nor do you want to invest in, let's say, a lower-end C-class neighborhood where you have no retail sales, no good comps or comparable properties. It's not an ideal place to be living I shouldn't say living, renting in as an investor or purchasing as an investor is really what I should say. So you want to be mindful of where you're investing and have your criteria in hand. For me, like I said many times in past episodes, I look for neighborhoods that I would grade essentially as a B plus or an A minus, meaning that it is a bread and butter community. It's got a mixture of white collar and blue collar demographics or tenants. So there's always going to be a large pool of prospective tenants for my properties. And I like that. And these are working class tenants or people. They care about their income. They care about their credit. They want to live in a desirable neighborhood. And so there's just strength in those areas. So for me personally, I like the B plus and A minus. Also in terms of sales comparables, it's strong. So if I want to buy more property there, I know that it will appraise. I shouldn't have a problem with appraisals. Also, if I ever want to sell the property and do a, let's say a 1031 exchange, that shouldn't be an issue because there's a lot of sales turnover. There's what we call retail sales and that's what you want. So I focus on those types of neighborhoods. So when you identify the type of neighborhood you want to invest in, you will look at that neighborhood and you will see that there are properties that will range from a low to a high end. Now, if you can find good deals in those neighborhoods, great. You know, now how you define cheap really comes down to that range within that neighborhood, within the market you're looking at. And of course, when you're looking at that market and neighborhood, the numbers have to make sense. You don't want to invest somewhere where the numbers don't make sense. It has to pencil out, it has to generate cash flow. That cash flow is the glue that holds your deal together. That means that the property will pay for itself. It'll cover expenses. It'll pay for the debt service, which is your mortgage. What's left over is your spendable cash flow. Not to say that you should go out and spend it, you know, maybe save it, bank it, and then reinvest it. Of course, have reserves for your property. So if maintenance and repair issues come up in the future, you've got that covered. But cheap can mean something that is in the lower end of the effective range for that neighborhood and that market. That's how I would define cheap. This is my big piece of advice to you. Don't go looking for property based on price because to you that's considered cheap. What you should do is take that top-down approach. Again, my sixth rule of my 10 rules of successful real estate investing, identify the markets and the neighborhoods that you want to be investing in, that you know you'll feel comfortable with, that you will help assure your success, and then look for those cheap properties or cheaper properties within that neighborhood and market. That way you know you have your risk mitigated, your upside potential maximized, again, based on what you can afford at the time for investable capital, but cheap should be within the confines of a good market and good neighborhood, not cheap, based on the absolute price of what you're looking for, because that's really just asking for trouble. Because if you don't invest right, if you don't choose the right neighborhoods, 
it'll be a problem down the road. You want to have the right neighborhood with strong tenant demand, high desirability, the right tenant demographic, and of course the numbers need to make sense. So what I often have done is in order to get to cheap, I basically work it backwards as I just described. And I start by looking at, again, the markets that I can find properties based on the investable capital I have for a down payment. And then I refine that to the types of neighborhoods that I'm looking at. So invest based on, I guess, the average price in the markets where the numbers make sense. So again, don't look for the cheapest property, look for the best deal you can get in the market where you'll find the right location and the right returns. And that's really what it comes down to. So I guess that summarizes it all. I know in the past people have come to me saying, hey, I only have you know, 20,000, 50,000, whatever it may be. And they start uh, looking for anything they can find based on the investment capital they have. And they are focused on price, not focused on the market and more importantly on the neighborhood. They just you know, start off backwards by thinking that they'll solve their investment problems by focusing on price. And don't do that. that that's just asking for trouble. So that's the long and the short of it when uh, you know I think about investing based on down payment available to you or what is a cheap property. Hopefully that answers your question. If it did not, you know, maybe uh, shoot me a follow-up question and we'll certainly help you. But I appreciate you submitting the question. And if anybody else listening has a question about real estate or real estate investing or finance or wealth or whatever it may be, even a personal question, just send that to askmarco at passiverealestateinvesting.com or go to the website at passiverealestateinvesting.com and click the Ask Marco link and just submit it through the form. And I would be happy to answer that for you. So thank you for submitting the question. And again, remember to subscribe, visit us on iTunes, leave us a rating and review if you haven't done so already. Get your free strategy session with one of our investment counselors. If you're thinking about investing in real estate or expanding your existing portfolio, we're happy to answer your questions and provide some guidance on markets, availability of product, what's working today. One thing I forgot to mention before, I'll just say real quickly, is the price to rent ratio or rent to value ratio, however you want to look at it. In the past, you know, 1% was that target. That's much harder to do today because property values have appreciated so much and they've surpassed the uh, rents for that area. So that rent to value ratio has dropped. It used to be close to 1% in many places around the country in the neighborhoods, the areas we wanted to invest as real estate investors. But today, that's not the norm anymore. It's more like 0.8 or 0.9% in similar or the same neighborhoods and markets. So just keep that in mind as well. This is just a follow-up to you know the rest of the stuff I just told you about in terms of investing in a cheap property. So you know when you're looking at those numbers and you divide that monthly rent into the purchase price, if you're getting 0.8 or 0.9%, that's good. That's, that's okay. If you're at 1%, that's even better. That's great. But just keep in mind, you don't want to be in bad or undesirable neighborhoods. And I'm generalizing when I call them C-class neighborhoods because there's a lot of, you know, nice areas that are considered C-class neighborhoods and it has nothing to do with the people there. It's just based on the amenities and the price and what's going on in those neighborhoods. So again, you have to define what your investment criteria is and we can help you do that, but just be clear on what it is you want and what you're looking for. So that way you are investing with the right mindset and the right strategy. All right. Well, that is it for today. Thank you all for listening and I will see you all on our next episode. 
Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.